Hello and welcome to the Daily Zen Podcast. My name is Charlie Embler, creator of Daily Zen. Daily Zen lives at thedailyzen.org, medium.com slash at dailyzen, twitter.com slash dailyzen, and um, Daily Zen Premium is a service that I offer where I post extra weekly essays and podcasts at patreon.com slash dailyzen. Uh, there's a bunch of interesting discussions that have started to sprout up there and they continue to each week. So thank you for contributing if you do. And, uh, if not, I hope you enjoy the free episode of this week's podcast. I've focused on this topic before, but I'm going to return to it to discuss it a bit more and mostly just to serve as a a reminder to people of how important it is in our practice. Someone suggested that I do this when they suggested topics on Twitter and the topic is gratitude. I think that it's the single most important aspect of the spiritual journey. It's the single greatest key to unlocking what we might consider happiness or peace within ourselves. And it's the act that can start the process of reflection that leads to a greater sense of of self-awareness and a, a sense of awakening, as the ancient masters like to say. And it sounds simple. I mean, gratitude, everyone knows what that is, but what does it really mean to be grateful and how does it make us feel to be grateful and what does it mean in our lives and what implications does it have on the people that we interact with, the way we view ourselves, the way we view the things that happen to us when we try to center ourselves towards a life of gratitude rather than one of lacking or necessity. There's a great quote from the Stoic writer Epictetus. Uh, The quote is... He is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. Uh, Stoicism is a very popular ideology that evolved in ancient Rome, or excuse me, in ancient Greece. And it's appealing today, I think, primarily because it it was created by a group of prosperous thinkers who worked for various noblemen in Greek society, and they had a certain, well, they had a certain noblesse about them. They had a certain privilege about them that is very similar to the privilege that most of us today have, where we have all of our creature comforts. We have a lot of material things. We have a lot of goals. Our lives are comfortable in a way that many people's lives in the ancient world were not comfortable. And we exist in a, in a type of comfort that was reserved for the highest classes of the past. And today, even even people who are suffering from uh, poverty or, or difficulty financially have a lot of these things taken care of that we used to consider to be extreme luxuries. And so we exist in this vacuum in which all of our, all of our bare necessities are taken care of. We can survive pretty easily. Our concerns are mostly optimizing our health, optimizing our mental acuity, optimizing our spiritual health, working on our careers, working on our families, things like that that many people never took for granted precisely because they were so rare. They were luxuries that one was able to enjoy after the survival needs were taken care of, if they ever were even taken care of. So these Stoic ideas developed very similarly to Zen, actually, out of a higher a higher class that was deemed to be the people who who thought, and that was a popular thing in Greek culture, was ancient Greek culture, uh, was that 
the the work of philosophizing and the work of thinking wasn't necessarily meant to be done by common people, but by men who had achieved enough materially to have the time to contemplate and the time to write and think about things and discuss things and read books and stuff like that. The interesting thing being that they were often the only people who had time to do those things because people who were working were working to survive instead of working to acquire the the sort of creature comforts that we acquire. So this philosophy is especially appealing and has gained a prominence, especially in the last few years in the, the tech community, I know. But it's also just been a very popular modern reinterpretation of Greek philosophy, more popular than in, in common practice than Plato or Aristotle or Socrates, because it's, you know, it's more accessible, it's it's more applicable to people's daily lives, and it's and it's more applicable and less esoteric um, because it pertains to the problems that we have. And what are the problems that we have, and how do they relate to this idea of gratitude? Well, when we have so many things taken care of, and we're born into an increasingly complicated society, which has all of these forces at work that are both taking care of us in various ways and challenging us in various ways, we become lost very easily because for all of human history, people have been born blank slates, effectively. I mean, you have to catch up to wherever you were born from. And so being a human today carries with it a lot more mental baggage, material baggage, psychological baggage, potentially, than it did in the past because we have so much stuff that has come before us and so many things we need to understand. The world is so complicated and there's so many people, there's population increased exponentially during the 20th century, and the world has grown in such a complex and chaotic way that it's often difficult to wrap our heads around it. And as a result, we tend to focus on what exists in our immediate worlds. We focus on our work, we focus on our families, we focus on our sense of well-being. And as a result, we become extremely goal-oriented. We become directed towards ends, towards future uh, acquisitions, towards means to ends, and we often neglect the means themselves. We overlook the forest for the trees, essentially. And, or I guess in this case, we overlook the trees for the forest in that we're so busy thinking about the big picture and thinking about the broad scheme of our lives and our plans and our grand goals and aspirations that we neglect the smaller things in our day-to-day -day lives. And when I discuss Zen and its relationship to our meditative practice and the ideas that have been passed down throughout the generations in Zen, we reorient ourselves towards this focus on everyday activities, this focus on getting things done in the present in a way that is allowing us to devote our full attention to every task, to really, really do everything with our full spirit and our full heart. And if we think about that, and we think about that as how we approach doing tasks, we can take that same sort of mindset and think about it in terms of gratitude and maybe reorient the way that we view gratitude so as to understand why it's so important. The reason it's so important is that when we're so goal-oriented and we're so focused on acquiring information, material goods, relationships, ideas, everything from the outside world, we're grabbing at everything. We're grabbing at it for ourselves, we're taking it for ourselves, we're acquiring, we're consuming, and that's a lot easier than 
coming up with something ourselves, producing insight from within, uh, finding simple ways to enjoy life that don't require constant distractions or acquisitions. It's a lot easier to grab at things in the world and use those to fill the void that exists within us. The lesson in Zen is that that void cannot be filled. And so the first place we have to start is making peace with it. And that's what we're doing in meditation. We're closing our eyes and sitting and focusing on the breath. We're confronting this void in a certain way. We're confronting this limitless dark space, this eternal calm beneath everything that has always existed and always will. And we're hopefully making peace with it. Sometimes it's daunting to us. Sometimes it's distracting. Sometimes it's confusing. But generally, after meditating for long enough, we start to accept what is so that we can work with it to the best of our ability. And that's contrary to the way that we're taught to interact with the world, where we're expected to not necessarily accept what is, but to feel as if everything that we have at this moment can be better. We're always directed towards this goal-oriented mentality in which so there's something better down the road. The grass is green on the other side of the fence. If we continue to work hard, etc., we will achieve what we want. We should have goals. We should be productive, all of this stuff. This is the, the credo, the dogma of modern times because the the markets and consumer culture and this this vast technological landscape that we has that we have has effectively replaced what was once a highly regimented and hierarchical religious spiritual society and that had its pitfalls too as we know both through reading history it was very violent very oppressive uh, very bizarre often superstitious and all that you can think about that on your own I won't I won't get too into that but in modern times we have a lot of problems that have been solved by this progress towards material prosperity and technological advance and scientific inquiry and philosophical advance. But we also have all of these new problems and we haven't really had that much time to figure them out. And in my eyes, the most prominent pro problem that comes on a personal basis to a modern person every day is this mentality that directs us towards grabbing and grabbing and grabbing and fixating on the future and developing a sense of inadequacy and lack that motivates us to continue to work and continue to act. And the problem with that is that when our impetus to action is a sense of something missing or something that needs to be acquired or some new place we need to get, we neglect the place that we are. We take it for granted. And there's countless stories of people for forever that have spent so much time focused on their careers or so much time focused on feeling regretful about the past or creating unnecessary conflicts with others or adhering to mindless ideologies or just living mindlessly, living indulgently, hedonistically, giving in to pleasure too easily. And these people move through time in this in this way that we all do, and when they look back, they, they feel a sense of sadness and they feel a sense of regret because they were so focused on grabbing at things in the world to fill that void and to make them feel better that they didn't recognize that the, the peace that they were seeking was within them the whole time and that that never changes. That's one of these underlying things in life that doesn't change, is that we can... We can look to the world for all the stuff we have and 
the ideas that we acquire, the information we get, the people we meet, but we can't look to it for the ultimate satisfaction that we hope to achieve from those things, which is a sense of inner peace, a sense that we've arrived, a sense that we've reached the light, so to speak. And as a result, we neglect our lives. And so gratitude is the process of reorienting our gaze from the outside world back in and and also when we look at the outside world changing that gaze so that instead of seeing it as something that we we should constantly be trying to change and move past the old and to the new and acquire new things and cultivate more and more and more and more we can step back a little bit and appreciate what it is that we actually have and realize that when we appreciate it, it solves the ultimate problem that we're working so hard to achieve. So thinking about this, what, is it, what does it mean to be grateful? Um, take a few moments to step back for a second from listening to this or, or working while you're listening or whatever you're doing and think about a person that you are extremely grateful for in your life. Someone that has provided you with immense joy, with a, a deep connection, and just think about them and think about about what it means to feel that joy, that sense of connection, what it means to feel maybe indebted to another person, what it feels to have that that sense of of true thankfulness for what someone else has has given you and for their their mere presence in your lives. Figured I'd give people a few seconds here to just kind of get the the mental image swirling around, and it's as simple as just doing that. Did that make you feel good? It probably did, right? When I remind myself to do this during the day, maybe I'm mad at my girlfriend about something stupid, or I'm worried about work, even though I'm I'm running a business that I love and able to work on my own terms and doing my own thing every day. But I constantly find little problems to worry about that. The, the situation itself isn't improved by my worrying, and yet I continue to worry about them. But when I find myself in those logic traps, in those mental, those mental spaces in which I'm holding myself hostage with various anxieties and neuroses, and I just redirect my attention towards finding, just thinking of something that I'm grateful for, it, it just immediately makes you happy. And it's hilarious how that's so easy. <laughs> but it really is. I mean, you think about your cat or your dog or your mother, or your father, your girlfriend, your wife, your boyfriend, your husband, your child, you know, your job, your education, whatever it is that you that you enjoy, that you get simple pleasure out of that brings your life a sense of meaning. Everyone has that. Everyone has that something. And even if there's only one or two things that bring you that feeling, that's enough and that's okay and that's the the feeling is the same no matter what you have it for basically and it's it's almost like too easy it's almost too simple and it seems like a trick and so when we when we exist and we live our lives we like to pretend that we're in need of something else in need of something more something greater something down the line that will pay off and provide us with this everlasting bliss, but that never happens. It doesn't come. I mean, there's nobody who is 
in a relationship with their soulmate or has a perfect career or has a billion dollars in the bank or the ultimate fame and fortune or the perfect home, the perfect travel plans, you know, whatever it is, there's nobody who has that who can't experience like people can't experience the joy that comes from those things without feeling this sense of gratitude. And it doesn't matter how much you have if you can't express that. So the first step to achieving what you want to achieve is to recognize basically that you're already there. The journey is the destination, as they say in Zen. And if you can find a way to formulate this sense of gratitude and and direct your attention towards it in your daily life, in your conceptual life, whenever you're feeling that there's a lack, whenever you're feeling that there's something missing or something's wrong, or you're feeling pity for yourself, or you're feeling inadequate, or you're angry at someone, anything, pretty much all of our problems, barring maybe mental and physical health issues or things that happen completely by accident, can be solved by expressing this simple, simple sense of gratitude for something that you have, for, for, for where it is that you are, for what it is that you're doing, for who you are, for all of the suffering and trials that you've overcome, and for the things that await you, just to, to zoom out and to examine that with a, a, not a critical eye, but an accepting eye and a, and a gracious eye that says, I, I love this. I, I, there's, there's things in life that I truly adore and I didn't choose to be alive, but I, I really, really enjoy these things. And I'm, I'm truly grateful and blessed to have these things in my life. And that's it. That's as simple as it is. Sort of the same way that meditation creates this massive, beautiful spiritual transformation within us slowly and consistently over time, the way a, a tree grows or the waves wash over the, the beach. This this practice of meditation is so simple. It's so easy. It's just, you're just sitting and doing nothing. And it's baffling to modern people. It's, it's baffling to everybody because our minds are so self-conscious and they're so advanced and they're so complex and working constantly that we want to think that there's some sort of massive complicated solution to our problems and that we just need to keep working harder and faster and trying more and trying to solve problems in new ways and doing all of these things. When all we have to do is slow down, shut up, think about what we have and what we've been given instead of what we want to acquire and contemplate what it means to be us. That's all it takes. And I think reiterating that as many times as we can to ourselves, whether it's during our meditation practice or during the day when we're feeling shitty because the you know, that's the first, <laughs> the first noble truth is that life can suck. Life can be full of suffering. And the, the second noble truth is that the suffering is caused by attachment and craving. Third noble truth is that the, well, it's the, the way to overcome suffering, which is um, by adhering to the Noble Eightfold Path, which involves us practicing these these sorts of practices and in Buddhism and in Hinduism and in the later more modern forms of Buddhism like Zen you see the the practices that we're doing are so simple and there's there's countless texts and thousands of pages of reiterations of what they are but effectively it just comes down to being responsible being disciplined being compassionate being understanding 
being curious, being meditative, and being grateful. And it's incredible how simple it is. I think that's something to be grateful for is that even though we're born into this world of chaos and we often have have no sense of direction and we don't know what, where we're going, we don't know where we came from, we don't know what to make of things, we don't know right from wrong, or we don't really necessarily always know what to believe. We wonder if people are, are good or if they're bad. We wonder if there's any purpose to all of this. And it's very overwhelming, but it's not so overwhelming if we can remember that we have access to these very, very simple and easy and eternal practices that turn that around a little bit and allow us to reflect on ourselves in such a way that doesn't knock us down or confuse us further, but builds us up and and helps us accept our lives for what they are and appreciate them for what they are. It's not just accepting because accepting sounds like something you have to do. It sounds like a burden, but being grateful is accepting and embracing and and being proud of of whoever it is that you are wherever it is that you've come from all of the mistakes that you've made everything that you've done everything that you haven't done and saying you know what i am where i am there's no you can't change the past there's plenty of things in everyone's life on a day-to-day basis that are what one would call blessings and to recognize them as the ultimate sense of satisfaction and there's no there's no greater satisfaction in life than saying i'm here i've arrived this is this is what i have this is where i'm at and then it's good and it's enough for me and if we if we constantly delay that to later and later life eventually ends or it comes to its concluding chapters and we wonder where all the time went so don't forget to express that maybe keep a a gratitude list i like to keep one in my email inbox that i update periodically but generally it stays the same over the years where there's a few a few essential things that and people and experiences that I cherish and those those will never change you always have those and they're not things they're they're concepts they're they're not even concepts they're it's deeper than that it's more there's this intuitive understanding of what you really appreciate and once you have that, no one can take it away from you and nothing that changes in your life, even if some of those things go away or come back in different forms, can it, it can never really go away. And so as long as we're alive, we have the ability to express gratitude and we should if we want to work towards this on this path of, of spiritual, you know, what one would call spiritual enlightenment, but mostly on this path towards peace and an inner sense of contentment and happiness because it's the ultimate secret to happiness is just to say thank you to the world or to something that you like that you've been blessed with so that's i think that's good for today i hope that you enjoyed that if you like daily zen i encourage you to share it with your friends if you really like daily zen i encourage you to Become a premium subscriber to get access to extra weekly podcasts and essays and discussion questions and gives you a direct line to talk to me if you have any questions or want to chat about anything. We've been having some fun discussion about book suggestions this week, which I enjoy because I'm always looking for new things to read. Anyway, thank you for listening. I am grateful for everyone who, who pays attention to this and who finds value in it. So thank you. And I'll be back next week.